acknowledge God's presence. Let's all just lift our hands. Let's all just lift our hands. I ain't asking you to say nothing. Just lift your hands. And let's acknowledge the presence of the Almighty One who has our best interests at heart. Let me tell you something, church. God loves us. He loves us in ways we do not understand, but He loves us so much. Hallelujah. So we worship you, Lord God. We submit ourselves to you, O God. For you are great, you are mighty, and you are faithful, Lord. Faithful to your word. Your word is just, and your word is true. Hallelujah. We thank you this day for being in our presence, Almighty God. Almighty God. He is a wonder, saints. He is a wonder, hallelujah, if we keep our eyes steadfast on him, he shall hold us in perfect peace, oh God. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. Hallelujah. Father, we honor you and we praise you. Thank you for this great and wonderful day. Father, my prayer for your people that they receive your word, oh God, that it may move them closer to you. And show them the great potential that you have placed in each and every one of us. So I thank you. I bless you. We praise you for your son, Jesus. We praise you for the Holy Ghost. We thank you, Lord, that you have shared your love amongst us all. We bless you. Praise you. We thank you, Father, for our leaders that you have placed here at this house. That they are present today, oh God. Thank you for the great anointing on their lives, oh God. And we bless you, we praise you. Thank you for good ground. In the name of Jesus we pray, amen, amen. Greet your neighbor before you take your seats. Hallelujah. God is wonderful. God is wonderful. Hallelujah. Bless your name, Jesus. Bless your name, Jesus. I've been hearing it most of the week, and I'm going to say it now. This is the day that the Lord has made. <laughs> this is the day that the Lord has made. What does it say? I shall rejoice, and I shall be glad in it. If I didn't get the parking spot I was supposed to get, this is the day that the Lord has made. If somebody cut me off while I was driving this week, this is the day that the Lord has made. If I woke up on the wrong side of the bed this morning, this is the day that the Lord has made. I shall rejoice. 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 If I didn't comb my hair right, I shall rejoice. If my wife or my husband was mad at me when I got up this morning, I shall rejoice. If I don't look right in the mirror, I shall rejoice. We shall not give the devil no place. We shall not give him no opportunity to rob us of our faithful God, of our faithful promises, because God is faithful. God is just and God is true. Hallelujah. We have to learn to laugh in adversity. <laughs> we have to learn to laugh at our problems. I will rejoice and I will be glad in it. And if you lean on God that way, God will see to it that
joy, listen to me what I'm saying, he will see to it that the joy that you're calling up will make his way to you. <laughs> Hallelujah. That ain't the lesson today either. <laughs> I have been hearing that all week, and it was so strong and so powerful. And I asked the Lord, I said, can I say it this morning? And he really didn't give an answer. And I saw it again this morning on TV. And that confirmed, I said, we're going to talk about it. We say, I'm going to rejoice and be glad in this thing. Amen. Hallelujah. As you know, these last couple of weeks, we've been talking about the kingdom of God. And I hope understanding has been coming to you because one thing that we have to understand, one thing that, that I, I know that God wants me to show his people is our potential in him. We have God-given potential. And I can tell you right now, as I look across this building right now, I see a bunch of kingdom builders. I see people establishing God's kingdom in this earth with no fear, full of faith, great faith, powerful people of God. You need to look at yourselves like that, church. God does not put us in here just to walk around and say that I'm a holy Christian. <laughs> he gave us a responsibility to take things for the kingdom of God because he has given us all this power by the Holy Ghost. Amen. I'm going to get you involved a lot today, so you're going to hear me saying some things to you because I want us to learn. We're still learning. I'm still learning. Amen. Hallelujah. We're going to be talking about, listen to this title he gave us today. Kingdom manifestation is faith in operation. Kingdom manifestation is faith in operation. Because it takes faith to please God and to build God's kingdom takes faith. Because to get these things that God has for us, it takes faith. We already found out that they are in heaven. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on the earth, what? As it is in heaven. So we want to get what's in heaven down here on the earth. Amen? We're going to get on ahead and get into this word. Matthew chapter 16. Matthew chapter 16. We're going to start at verse 17. Matthew 16 and 17. This particular scripture that we're about to see is, is uh, the Lord was having a conversation with his disciples, and he asked them a question. First he asked them, said, who do men say that I am? And they told him, they gave them the answers. And then, they, then he asked them a question, who do you say that I am? If anything that we need to know, church, we need to know who Jesus is. <laughs> Amen, because everything that is founded upon establishing God's kingdom, it runs through him. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Are we there, Matthew 16? Chapter 7, not chapter 16, verse 17. And so when he asked Peter the question, Peter gave a profound answer. And this is the, the response that Jesus said to Peter, and, I, and I, his thing was so good. He said, Jesus answered and said to him, he's talking to Peter, he said, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh 
and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is heaven. I found that just amazing in itself that Peter was an unsaved person. He wasn't a person that was carrying around the Holy Ghost yet. He wasn't saved. But the Father thought enough of Peter at this situation to reveal on the inside of him at that moment. That's powerful. That he still considered Peter worthy enough to reveal to the saints around him and to his son who he was. Hallelujah. It says, Blessed are you, Simon John Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. Hallelujah. I'm going to show you some things in here that we are significant in these verses as well. If you're writing down some things, I want to tell you this first word I want you to look at is in verse 18. And, and as Jesus was saying, he said, also I say to you that you are Peter and on this rock. This rock has a significant meaning, church, people of God. Because as we start to see its meaning, we've got to see ourselves in this. Amen. It says, the, the word rock means this. This is what was going on in Peter. It was said, by reason of Peter's firmness and strength of soul, by reason of Peter's firmness and strength of soul, that, that and now we're talking about the soul, that he's talking about his mind. There's the firmness and the strength there, and surety of the spirit that Peter was able to give this response to Jesus. I'm going to say that one again. By Peter's firmness and strength of soul and surety of the spirit. There has to be a confidence in us, church, because we're born again. Now, I'm going to start telling y'all to say amen a little bit because y'all didn't give me some amens right here. <laughs> I'm going to start saying say amen to that <laughs> because when, we, when we're like this, we are positioning ourselves as God is showing us what can be accomplished through, from him, through us, by simply just having a belief in his system. Okay? All right. It is here that the purpose, listen to what he said. Well, I'm telling you, it is here that the purpose of the church become, has become known. Okay? Now, the church, the church, the church, the church, this building is, is where the church, listen to this, gathers. <laughs> Can I say that again? This building is where the church gathers. And when the church gathers, it gets real good, then it becomes one big church. Okay. Because the church is supposed to be the predecessor, if I said it right, predecessor of heaven. You say, preacher, what do you mean by that? I'm glad you asked the question because I'm about to tell you. <laughs> In a sense, what Jesus was letting Peter know, that the pleasures of heaven, and we found out earlier that the pleasures of heaven consist of righteousness, joy, and peace in the Holy Ghost. Amen. Say amen to that. <laughs> right. He was letting people, Peter know the, that the pleasures of heaven will be coming to the earth by you. And this is where it gets really good. And through 
everyone who believes and thinks like you. Peter's name meant Petra, it meant rock, and it was talking about he will be founded, but it's not talking about founded on Peter. It's talking about being founded on how Peter believes and how Peter thinks. Look at your neighbor and say, hey, neighbor, you look like a rock to me. <laughs> and then it says, I will build my church in the gates of Hades, which is hell, shall not prevail against it. This word prevail means to be victorious. That means that when you, people of God, display heavenly conditions or you display what's in heaven, the proofs of heaven, the truths of heaven, that when you do this, that whatever hell comes up with to, de to, to deter it, it cannot work. It will not work. And, and we have to understand that when it says that, that the gates of hell shall not prevail against it, what it's talking about, it says that the rulership of hell, because there's an order in hell. Say amen to that. There's an order in hell, and that order in hell can do nothing about you displaying heavenly conditions. <laughs> and the ordership of hell works like this. These are the plans. I put it like this. It's the plans and the ideas of the pit. A lot of people don't think that the devil has a, a strategy. He has a plan to thwart the works of God. And guess who are the workers of God's kingdom? Us. It's not the angels. It's not even God. It is you. We are the workers of God's kingdom, but the God is so good that he tells us that no, I'm going to put it this, no weapon that's formed against you shall prosper. And so we, God has given us the discernment and the ability to even recognize an attack for the enemy, and then we have to have the mindset like this, I ain't going to worry about it. I'm not going to be concerned about what you throw at me, devil, because you may I may see you coming, you may form a weapon, you may even form a plan, but I know that in the end, I'm going to be victorious. You got to understand this thing. And this is what he was telling Peter, you know, I will build my church on how you believe. You know in your heart, in your mind, in your spirit, who I am. You hear what I'm telling you? Hallelujah. Then he goes and says, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on the earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on the earth will be loosed in heaven. Keys are very important, people of God. Let me tell you what keys do. Keys, before I show you my definition, keys, we, we already know how they work. You open stuff up, and, and, and you can lock stuff up. Honestly, when you have a key, when you go to something who has the key to my house? Raise your hand. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I knew you, I saw her raise her hand in the back. I forgot. <laughs> That's my child. Okay, so she should have a key to the house. But the rest of you don't have a key to my house. But Raquel, no, that's still not her possession. That's me and mama. That's me and mama house right there. Well, <laughs> you kind of messed up my point, sister, a little bit. <laughs> 
if you don't have the keys in my house, the only way you can get into my house is if I let you in because it's my house. See, because keys are important. And keys is this. It's to have the possession of the key. Listen to what he was telling Peter. It gives you the power to close and open. This is, this is the Lord telling a man. It gives you the power to close and open at your discretion. Do you see that? At your discretion means at, at your will. How you see things should be going Peter, I'm giving you the keys of the kingdom. I'm giving you the keys of what's in heaven so that you can start establishing kingdom principles down here on the earth. Woo! Hallelujah. Now, this came to me as I read that, just in case some of us haven't gotten to that point where we know that we are child's God, are, child, are, are children of God. Because some of us, like, if, if I have all this power, what if I take it and use it for my own abilities? People think like that. Let me tell you two, two, two tricks of the enemy, two things of the enemy that he uses. Intimidation and condemnation, tools of the enemy. I wrote it real small because the Lord gave it to me last minute. I got to sit. And he uses intimidation and condemnation, these are tools of the enemy, to get you, child of God, to be still. If you are still and you have all this potential in you, it's like, it's like I know that I'm blessed, and you'll be the only one that knows that you're blessed. Because I'm not doing nothing with what God has equipped me and empowered me to do. Amen? Amen. So we should not, listen to what I'm telling you, you should not be afraid to use God's power. Let me tell you how God trumps what they, these two traps, these two tools of the enemy. Since godly character, listen to this, this is really good, it's embedded in God's righteousness. Godly character is embedded in God's righteousness, which is in you. You are what? I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So if you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, and you are because you have received the Lord Jesus as your Lord and Savior, God's character is in you. That means you will act right. <laughs> You're not going to be trying to call down fire and brimstone on people because they made you have a bad day. You're not going to be calling for them to have a car accident because they just deserve it. That's not in you to do that because you have godly character. And so misuse of God's power, it can't happen with you. You have to think like that. And you know what? I'm not saying that you're not going to get the thought because I've gotten the thought. I've gotten the thought when I've been crossed the wrong way. How many brothers are doing you? You're getting that thought, but you know what? It's, it's really not an issue until you act on the thought. You can have a thought about stuff. Just don't be silly enough to do it. <laughs> Amen to that. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, you might say, preacher, well, I've seen, I've, seen, I've seen bad examples of people using their authority, and we have. I've seen bad preachers. I've seen bad preachers. I've seen bad, I've seen bad politicians. I've seen bad police officers. You've seen these things. Well, well here, this, this is the answer to that. Now, now uh, God is not a person who takes away his gifts and callings. He don't take them away. He gives them to you, but 
you got to have a connection to God to use it the right way. And so what we're seeing here, you people can abuse a gift calling. They can abuse it. But here's the good news. They're not walking around in God's power. They only short-lived. And they're going as far as what they, their, their, their power and strength will take them, and I guarantee you they'll fall flat on their face after a while. But we serve a God who is with us because we're doing it his way. So when I start, when I start activating and using God's power because God is seeing me establishing his kingdom on earth, God is going to be with us. We are in partnership with God, and he's going to be walking this thing out with us. And he's like, go ahead, child of God. Go ahead. I got you back because you're doing it according to my plan. And you're not caught up in yourself. So people can abuse gift calling. Amen. And then he says this. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. That's just the key. And whatever you bind on the earth will be bound in heaven. I want you to look at all this. Look at all this juice. I call it juice. But this oomph. This power that's being laid at the feet of Peter. Whoo. He said, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on the earth will be loosed in heaven. Remember, he called Peter this rock. That's us, church. You know, the Lord has given us these keys. Hallelujah. Now, listen to what this word bind means. It means to forbid by, it's, so, it's a big word, too. To forbid by indisputable authority. And to permit by indisputable authority. So I'm going to read it like this. To forbid and to permit by indisputable authority. Indisputable means this, unable to challenge or deny. And so when, you, when, when, when we step out and we start binding things on the earth, and we start loosing things out of heaven to come into earth, when we start binding and loosing, this, this un- indisputable authority, here it is, here it is, is the name of Jesus. And so when I, when, I, when I approach a situation, I don't approach it in fear. I don't approach it in doubt. I approach it with my faith in the name of Jesus. And that is a guarantee that when you call it up out of heaven, using that name, glory be to God, it is going to take place. Oh, glory. And so that means to an undisputable, indisputable authority. It's Jesus. I don't know if you remember this, but I said last time when we was talking about authority, authority controls power, and power responds to authority. And the Bible clearly points out who has the most power and who has all authority, and that's Jesus. Amen? And he has given us free use of his name. This is the power that the church possesses, that we can bind and loose things on the earth and bring them out of heaven into the earth. This is this firmness and strength of soul, we said it earlier, and surety of the spirit that's in each and every one of us. All of us are successful vessels for the kingdom. It's just that we just got to access what God has given us and believe what God has said about us. Amen? 
Amen. I t- I, not, when I share my story, you know, a lot of people are smart, and they were smart in school. I was not one of them. <laughs> I started going to summer school in the seventh grade, and I went like it was regular school till I was in a senior. <laughs> and the only reason I didn't go to summer school after senior because I had, I had, I only had like. I think back then, they don't, you, you didn't have to take a full seventh class. So I had an extra period. So I took my summer school class while I was still in school. <laughs> Graduated with a 1.6 GPA. You can't even do that. Yeah, oh, Jesus is right. You can't even do that today. <laughs> I'd probably still be in school now. But I can come back and say, Look what God has done. And he takes the foolish things of the world. And I tell you right now, that story confounds wise people. (laughs) It really does. And I laugh at it because, and I giggle to myself all the time when the devil thought he had me. When the devil thought he had you. And you're still standing. And I'm telling you, church, he does not want us to know our potential in God. That when you walk, when you, because you carry the life of God in you, when you walk into a room, it has to change. Because you just brought the Almighty One on the scene. And them demons stiffen up. They do. They do. I tell you how you can recognize it because when when they when when the people ain't really got to recognize it, but that demon is letting them recognize that I probably need to hush right now because if a demon starts running his mouth and bringing about darkness and condemnation to people, our job is to disperse that darkness, and so they get quiet because I don't walked up on people and they're like. They get ready to talk, they get ready to talk, and they say, they get ready to say, in that F, and they see me, they say, oh, in that person. <laughs> they stop cussing. I didn't ask them to stop cussing. I honestly, I like, just go right here. I like, you're not offending me. But see, because what it'll start doing, I'll start bringing light on the scene. You start bringing light on the scene, and we give them a new way of thinking, and that makes the devil so mad. You know what I say to that? Good. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, this is the power that the church has. I'm going to read that again. Where there's firmness and strength of soul, that is a mind that is totally changed over and fashioned to building the kingdom of God here on earth. And then it says, and surety of the spirit. I don't do, pastor don't do, mother don't do, none of us should be doing anything in our own strength. We should be leaning on God like never before. You should be leaning on God all the time anyway. Because it's a surety of the spirit. I speak and I do things the way I do now out of my confidence in the word of God. I ain't got to go prove nothing. All I got to do is speak the word and be what God told me to be and then stand back and watch God do it. And that's having faith. You hear what I'm telling you? I want you to say this with me. Get ready, Brother Nick, because I'm about to use you real good here. Say this together with me. Faith needs my mind and my mouth to be in agreement with heaven. Again, 
Faith needs my mind and my mouth to be in agreement with heaven. Put that up for me, Nick, brother Nick, uh, Proverbs 18, 20, and 21. You ain't got to turn there. We're just going to read this. I'm just going to read this out to you. Proverbs 18, 20, and 21. It says, a man's stomach shall be satisfied from the fruit of his mouth, from the produce of his lips he shall be filled. Verse 21, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will what? Eat its fruit. Let's go to another one. Uh, Proverbs 13 and 3. He who guards his mouth, you see that? He who guards his mouth, what it does? Preserves his life. But he who opens wide his lips <laughs> shall have destruction. Let me tell you about before we go on to the next verse. The devil loves the second part of that verse. And just because it's saying he, that don't exclude the she's. But he and she who opens wide his lips shall have destruction. But if you do the first part of the verse, he and she who guards his mouth, they do what? They preserve their life. The next one, Proverbs 21 and 23. Whoever guards his mouth and tongue, the Bible made it clear, it named both of them this time. Whoever guards his mouth because the, the, really the, the mouth can't do nothing without the tongue. <laughs> the tongue gives the words and the mouth fashions them so everybody can hear it. Whoever guards his mouth and tongues, what? Keep his soul from troubles. And this last one, James 3 and 2. I love, I like this verse. It's for we all stumble in many ways, in many things. And you know what that means right there? That means that we're not going to do everything perfect all the time. That means that we have our slips up, we have our faults. And remember, if, if the devil would throw this at you, condemnation. So you done messed up again. You ain't no use for God. Dismiss that foolishness. In the name of Jesus. It says, for we all stumble in many things. If anyone, listen, but it's, this is so good. If, because it shows a possibility here. If anyone does not stumble in word, that means that, that you, you, you're careful with how you talk. You have come to recognize that if I say this, it's not going to edify the person I'm talking to. It's not even going to edify me. It's not going to do nothing for nobody but cause strife and envy and trouble. But you can be somebody that says, if anyone does not stumble his word, that's, that's, a, that's, that's a serious thing right there because we recognize it can be done. Listen to it, it says, he is a perfect man. This word perfect means mature. That he is a mature person, able also to bridle the whole body. And the word bridle means to hold in control. So if you can keep your mouth in a place where it's useful for the kingdom and useful to you, and benefit those, you and others around you, that you can tell your body what to do. And it has to listen. And so when you see that apple pie with that vanilla bean ice cream, and you know you just had a full 1,500-calorie meal, you don't need to add another 1,500-calorie meal to it. And it says, don't eat all the pie. I know you bought it, and I know it's yours. And you are the king of your castle, the priest of your home. I paid for it. It's mine. They bought it for you anyway because they know you like it. 
But I'm not going to eat it right now. I'm not going to eat the whole thing. See, because I done put my body in check. Daily I crucify my flesh. <laughs> and I do this, we do this because we want to show forth God's will, God's purpose for our lives. Because God thinks very highly of us. Amen. Turn your Bibles real quick to the book of Mark, chapter 11. And remember, we're talking about the manifestation of the kingdom is, is, is faith and operation. So we have to do some things. Book uh, Mark, chapter 11, started verse 23, I believe. Yeah. And this is a verse, oh gosh, this, this was really nice. Because we say this a lot. And even I wonder if people really believe it. But we have to believe these things. Amen. Verse 23, this is Jesus talking again. For surely I say to you, for surely I say to you, whoever. You got a question for you. Who is the whoever? Say, I am. All right, then. And whoever says to this mountain, don't be fearful of the mountain, church, because the Bible says, assuredly, that is a confidence Given as a proof given by Jesus himself, assuredly, I say to you, if you do this, it will happen. This is the Lord talking. Okay now. For surely I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes those things, this is a key word, he says, he says, will be done he will have whatever he says. God took me back a little bit on this. I thought we'd be talking about some, you know, we're going to get there about the mountain and stuff. But he, he got me focused on the word says. S-A-Y-S. Says. When he says. And this word says has a meaning. You think this little four-letter word? You're like, the, 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 the word system is so unique and special. Like, you're like, it shouldn't, shouldn't it just mean say? <laughs> It says, what else is it going to mean? But you know what this word says? It means to express. It means to express. And God took me all the way back to Genesis again. Listen to this. When God spoke in creation, when he spoke, when he said to creation, when he spoke to, to creation, he was doing this. He was expressing himself. He was expressing himself. Amen. His words were displaying what was in him to creation. Listen to this. And creation responded because faith was in his word. You hear that? He said he was expressing himself. What was in him came out of him. Creation had to respond because his words that came out of him was words of faith. Calling things that are not as though they were. He called what he wanted it to be. Church. <laughs> Jesus said whatever you bind on the earth will be, will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on the earth will be loose in heaven. For that to take place, Peter, us, the rock, we have to go around speaking what we want to see. We have to go around speaking what's on the inside of us. Oh, gosh. This thing is, and, and listen to this. And, and, and creation responded because faith was in this word. Here's the thing that, that, that gives us an encouragement that we can do this again. You don't have to turn to, but Ephesians 5.1 states that we should be what? Imitators of God. So when we see God doing this, we should not be 
like, oh, gosh, can I do this? Yeah, you can do it because we're supposed to imitate our father. Amen. This is why we say it all the time. It's important to know the word. It's important to have your mind renewed. Strength of character, strength of mind, strength of soul. It's important to know the word of God because when God released that word that came out of God, it was an expression of himself and we are the image and likeness of God himself. If he released himself, when we speak a word to a situation, guess who we are releasing by faith? The word of God. And the word became flesh and was manifest, became known to all men. This word is, when you speak the word of God, when you speak God's life, you you are letting the world see God come out of you. Because we're in his image and his likeness, so it's nothing for us, not impossible for us to do. And listen to this, calling things out of darkness into the light, calling things out of darkness into the light is well within our ability to do. Now, until you can think like that, until you can believe like that, if Peter had not believed what Jesus told him, now the church would have kept going forward, but he'd have got somebody else. And that's how powerful the word is. Do not let the devil come and rob you of your God potential. Amen. Do not let him come and do that. Because when we want to be successful in the world, and, and nothing wrong with that, long as you long as you saved, <laughs> it's a good thing. When you become, when you want to be successful in the world, do you sit back and just wait for things to come to you? No, you go out and you get it. And you start making things happen. And you start calling things up. You start seeing yourself successful. You start seeing yourself prosper. You start seeing yourself well. Amen. You do that because you don't want to be, you can't like be no no bomb and expect to be expect to be rich. You can't be sitting and, and sitting back and just waiting for things to come to you. You will go get her. You have the Holy Ghost, amen. So you can call things out of darkness into the light because that's in our ability. Listen to this, what it says. And whoever says to this mountain, be thou removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says, that you, that you what, what we said it was, uh, expressing yourself, that they will be done. Now, all required, we read this kind of fast, but listen to this. All that's required to move a mountain is to not doubt and believe what you said. That's all it takes to move a mountain. I'm not going to doubt about this thing. I'm going to believe what I said. And now, see, this, this is where you, re- if you really want to get out there, start, start presenting things to God that you know only God can do. <laughs> if you really want to see faith in operation, this is how you do this thing. I, if you know, I'm a male, I'm a letter carrier, and I, I, I bid it on a route. We bid on routes. It was a route that I had, I, I, I shouldn't have got. I shouldn't have got it. But I turned it over to the one who I know could get it for me. And I did such a simple prayer. I didn't, I didn't even fast on it. I just said, you know, I'm just going to believe you, Father, that you make this route available to me. You know what I did after that? I left it alone. <laughs> I left it alone because I knew that it was an individual in that office who, who didn't think too much of me. I know that's hard to believe, but he didn't think too much of me. 
and, and he could have he could have easily took that route. But you know, it, I, it was a verse that 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 I was I had learned about later, but I had knew it then. But I really want to focus on it. It said, "When when you when you oh gosh when you when you do things that please the Lord, he puts he makes even his enemies be at peace with you." And so because I please, how do you say, how do you please the Lord, preach? I please the Lord by believing in him and trusting him because faith pleases God. And I left it in his hand. How about this? How about this? A, about a week later, this same individual come up to me. He says, Timmy. He used to call me Timmy. He said, Timmy, you know what? I'm not going to bid on that route so you can have it if you want to. I wanted to dance the jig. <laughs> Right there in front of him, but I kept myself. And I just, you know, like my pastor, I just tapped my hand real lot, you know, right at the moment. I said, all right, man. You know what? And, and, and then instead of, instead of boasting about what or who I am, you know what I did? I said, well, God bless you. I blessed him. You bless. When people bless you, you bless them. Oh, the enemy hates that. He does that. Oh, let's go on, let's go on. Verse 24. Therefore I say to you, Jesus is still talking. <laughs> Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, mm, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Prayer, I wrote this down. Prayer has many important reasons. Prayer is vital for church survival. Prayer is vital for our own personal survival, because in prayer, that's when we set aside time to go spend with God, because we don't want to be lost in stuff. <laughs> and even if things are lost, I know about you, but when I get in the presence of God, you know, I, I, I don't worry about that stuff no more. It took a while to get there. It's, it doesn't happen overnight, but you can get there with consistent effort to get in God's presence. So prayer has many important reasons, but I wrote this down. When it says, therefore I say to you, whatever thing you ask for, when you pray, believe you receive them and you will have them. Prayer is the intervention of heaven into the earth. What do I mean by that? It's the bridge. It's the go-between. And it's all done by faith. So when I see these things in heaven, the thing that, that God, the tool that God has given each and every one of us to bring this stuff out of heaven, first faith, and then prayer, ask for it. <laughs> ask for it, and it shall be yours. Amen. Long as our minds is kingdom-minded, long as we have the attitude to build God's kingdom, and everything that God has, he wants to share with us, church. We are his ambassadors. We are his vessels here on the earth to establish God's kingdom. Now, you say, you know, I might not be a preacher. I might not have a job in the church. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something, child of God. Wherever you place your feet, that's your area. That's your territory that God has given to you. First, it starts at the home. It starts at the home because that's the firm foundation of your life. It starts at the home. When that home is right, then you take what's, what you're doing in your house, you take it out there to your neighborhood. You take it out there to your job. You take it out there on the bus. You take it in the mall, wherever you are. You take the kingdom of God because the kingdom is in each and every one of us. 
<laughs> and upon this rock, I will build my church. This is my last note to you. It's concerning binding and loosing again. Binding and loosing, whew, I got to walk around with this one. Binding and loosing is setting things in order. Listen to this. And because you are a citizen of the kingdom, and you are kingdom-minded, the court of heaven has to listen to your words. And it will see to it that what you ask God for will be carried out. That's powerful. That when I focus, bring myself into God's word and the focus on his word, and that I make a request because it's kingdom establishment, all of heaven pays attention to what I'm saying. Say amen to that one. Glory to God. Glory to God. So we don't walk in fear. And if you don't like something because you are a kingdom citizen, if you don't like what you're seeing on earth, change it, child of God. If you know that's not a kingdom establishment, you establish the kingdom right there where you are. If you see jealousy, deal with it. If you see envy, deal with it. If you see anything that's not of the kingdom, we should know it by now because we're in the word. Our mind is renewed. Change it. Because you can. You have the ability to do so. And it's all done by faith. This thing could go on for quite a while. Because there's so much to learn. And if you know, if you want, and we're going to continue with it, if you want the stuff I've been sharing with you, if you don't have all the notes, you know, you can watch it. I think we have it on YouTube, or you can just come to me. Oh, this is my lifeline right here. <laughs> I walk around with this thing. I, I restudy my own material. I ain't stupid. I want to keep growing in the things of God myself. Because my faith has to grow. Your faith has to grow each and every day. Amen. Amen. Let's stand to our feet. Let's give God a hand. Praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.